Hello, and welcome to a short version of the Show Game podcast with me, Sean Colfer. We've obviously taken some time off. I had a bit of a break after the awards and after the season finished uh, without doing any podcasts or any media stuff or anything like that, to be honest. I thought it was a good time to decompress before we get back into what is sure to be an extremely busy and packed season. So, had January off, but now we've been, I've, I've been involved in some discussions about various different things, different stuff that will be coming up, uh, one of which you may have seen today on Instagram. So on Monday, I'll be joining Hoagie on the Send It stream uh, that he does during the season with the various video footage and uh, going through games and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'll be joining him to go through the 32 plays that have been selected to compete for Best Play, the last award for the Show Game Awards, the one we, final one we haven't done. Just took too much time, to be honest, to get it all sorted out ahead of the awards in December, going through all the videos, clipping them all, making sure we've got the right selection, we've got good diversity of plays and also we're covering all the divisions. So uh, that took some time, took a bit of effort, but we are now at the point where we are ready to unveil them. So we'll be doing that on Monday and then we'll be doing some voting, most likely through Instagram. I've been trying out a few things, seeing how they might work. Instagram looks like it's going to be the easiest thing, but uh, unless I find something at the 11th hour. That's the way we're going to be doing it. So stay tuned for that. Keep an eye out for those 32 plays and a bit of discussion about uh, what, you know, where they all happened and, and our initial views on them. So as I say, Monday, 7pm uh, on Twitch, I'll be going round and doing that with Hoagie. And then looking at some news and all that kind of scuttlebutt that we haven't got to uh, while I've had a bit of time off. We obviously talk a lot about WCC. There's no further news on WCC. We have no further bids, as far as I'm aware. So that means that there's nothing really to talk about with that tournament. It looks like everyone is full steam ahead. I know there's been a lot of trials happening recently, uh, in pretty much every division, to be honest. I know Clapham are starting up relatively soon. They're, I think they're one of the last teams to get to get going. But it looks as though the season has pretty much started in earnest, and we have had one squad announced that I've seen. I know I see any have announced their squad. Um, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of women in that squad, and it looks like it's a very strong squad, but uh, only one announcement so far. So I am going to try and get hold of the different people leading each squad and find out what they are looking for, what they're aiming to do, what the thinking was when picking their squad, and what they're excited for, and who the new people are and what they are going to bring to the team, all that kind of stuff. I'm hoping to talk to a few different teams about that, especially the teams that are going to Worlds. I think it could be quite interesting just to find out where they are with things and what their aims are, so stay tuned for that as well, I suppose. World Masters is also still going ahead. That's happening in Limerick, and I know a lot of teams have entered that, and it looks like that's all that's all going ahead, that's all good. I know there's a lot of British teams going. Obviously, it's in Limerick, so we'll have some Irish teams as well. Masterclass I've seen have been announcing some stuff on Twitter. But the one tournament that we have talked a bit about in the past that is not going ahead is World Beach. So the World Beach Championships, which were supposed to be happening in LA at the beginning of April, have been cancelled. So the situation, I believe, there was that with the COVID situation and also with the fact that it was in LA, it's going to be expensive to get to. There are a number of teams in each division who were dropping out kind of one at a time in a gradual kind of drip, drip, drip. And it got to the point where in a couple of divisions, I know in the Masters Women and the Masters Open divisions, 
a number of teams dropped out, leaving three teams, uh, three or four teams. And in, in those situations, I believe the GB teams decided it also wasn't tenable for them, which essentially left the USA and Canada. Uh, and obviously, when you've only got three, four, two, three, four teams running an entire division, people flying all the way over to LA, doing all that training, preparing for the tournament, it does become somewhat onerous. So it got to the point where so many teams dropped out, they had to withdraw entire divisions. And eventually they were left with, I think it was something in the region of 35 teams that were going to be going in only four divisions. It was the Masters mixed and the three main divisions mixed open and women's were the only ones that were going to be going ahead. So the decision was made that it wasn't economically viable. It made no financial sense for the, the organisers to put on a whole tournament for so few teams. And the event was sadly cancelled. So in the previous round of cancellations of, of World Championships, when WGC was cancelled in 2020, I talked to some of the GB players there, some of the island players there to get their thoughts on it, get their feelings on it. And that has been a little easier for me this time around because I was supposed to be playing at World Beach. I was with the Mixed Masters team and was preparing for that. We'd had several training sessions. We were training regularly in London as well, kind of going to a, a little beach. Uh, I suppose beach is the wrong way to phrase it, but basically a little sandbox in London Bridge and doing some drills, doing some training. We had some of the men's players join us there as well, a mixed players join us as well. And the tournament being cancelled is obviously very sad. It's very disappointing. It's probably a, a better way to phrase it, given the context of everything that's gone on. Disappointing that you know, you're know you so far out from the pandemic beginning. I certainly was hoping it was going ahead, as I'm sure everybody else who was planning to go was. But the one thing I think that stood out to me is when I heard the news, I expected to have this really deep hit of disappointment and like feel really gutted. And that didn't really happen. I think when I saw the news, it was more of a inevitability than anything else. It was not uh, a really upsetting moment for me, at least. It was more of a, yeah, I did kind of expect that this might happen. So the disappointment was tempered somewhat, which I suppose meant that somewhere in the back of my mind, you know, there was always the expectation that this was a possibility. Certainly in the Mixed Masters team, we had discussed this as a possibility. We're going to a warm-up tournament in a couple of weeks, and we'd already discussed that we were definitely going to this warm-up tournament because there was, you know, the kind of spectre of a possibility that Worlds might get cancelled and we didn't want to go through this whole process, have these training sessions, get to know each other a bit, and then not play any tournament whatsoever together. So we are going to Sabah Mixta in Valencia at the end of February, which will be nice. I am looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to playing with these people, playing with this team that uh, I did grow to enjoy very much, um, even if we can't go to Worlds together. So very disappointing, but uh, certainly from my perspective, not speaking for anybody else who was supposed to be going, uh, I'm not enormously surprised. It always did feel a little uh, up in the air, I suppose, because just the distance is really the thing. I think with World Clubs, you've got so many people from so many different clubs going that it, that's that risk is not quite as high and then it's also you know significantly later in the year three further months on from what's been going on i think is going to make quite a big difference and then masters is obviously in, in limerick so you've got all the european teams it's going to be much easier and cheaper for them to get there so i think that makes a significant difference as well so there was always the, the idea i think that a lot of people had that world beach was a was unlikely to happen uh, but it has now been cancelled and that's very disappointing. And I, I certainly feel for the people, and I know there was quite a few of them who were supposed to be playing WGC with Great Britain or with any other team, and that was cancelled. And then they were supposed to be, you know, the, the following season, obviously, Euros, 
in the club season, Clapham and Smash D went, but every other team wasn't able to go. So they then had to you know, have a curtail season there as well. Some of those people were then supposed to be going to indoors in Denmark. That was cancelled as well. And now they were supposed to be going to Beach in LA and that was cancelled as well. So there's been quite a lot of stuff that's been disrupted over the last few years. And I certainly feel for people who have had to go through all those different cancellations, all those different processes, invest emotionally and physically into preparing themselves for those tournaments. And then they haven't gone ahead. So uh, certainly a lot of sympathy for those people. And uh, I look forward to look forward to seeing them play out what hopefully will be a much more normal season this year. Go to Worlds in Cincinnati, maybe go to the World Games in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll talk about that as well because the final trial uh, is coming up. And then go to Euros, wherever that's held this year, and show Europe what they missed for everybody other than, than Clapman Smash D. Obviously, the entire mixed and women's division from the UK was not able to show what they've got in Europe. So I look forward to seeing them, seeing all those different people uh, show what they can do on the world and European stage in 2022. Talking of all that stuff, as I say, the World Games final trial is coming up. That is next weekend, I believe. So exciting times, I'm sure, for the people involved. Slightly nerve-wracking. There's a lot of talented people, that, as we've seen in the roster that was published on, on our website. Um, a lot of talented people going to those trials and pretty much you can pick any number of those people and you're going to have a very, very good team. But uh, really, best of luck to all those people. We'll talk about this a little bit more next week in kind of a, a preview for that without going into too much kind of individual personal detail. I'm not going to be picking a squad or anything like that, I think it's probably something that would be unfair to do to all those people who are heading up there to talk about who's going to make it, who's going to, who's not going to make it. So it's just going to be a, a kind of a general discussion next week about about the trials and about World Games and what it's going to look like and and how we might be expecting to, to do there. So uh, that'll be coming up next week. And uh, also something to talk about uh, that we haven't talked about so far, that I will be talking about with various different people, with captains of teams, uh, potentially with Sai from the UKU is the new season structure. So we've got the season structure this year, which is going to be kind of a return to what we know before. So we're going to have a couple of bigger tour events. Wind Farm is obviously happening. There's going to be a mixed ranking event as well. But it does look as though there's going to be a few more tier two events, which we have seen before. So smaller events with fewer people where you're probably going to see something like 16 teams, maybe 20 teams, and it'll be much more local. Like I say, happened before, certainly happened in 2019. And I think the kind of mix where you have those bigger tournaments and then you have smaller ones does seem as though it could satisfy both the people who really like those big weekend tournaments and also people who want to kind of minimise costs, minimise time. Maybe some of these tournaments will be one day and you can play with 12 teams, 8 to 12 teams. But I think it's a good positive step forward, obviously, from what we saw last year where there was so much restriction over where we could travel and how many people we could have together. Fingers crossed this year we get back to an element of some kind of normality heading into regionals and internationals, nationals where, again, we have seen a slight change, although it's a change to consolidate what we saw last year in terms of all the divisions are going to have the same number of people, which is going to be interesting, same number of teams, I should say, which is going to be interesting. It is going to mean that in the open division, there are eight spots that are now no longer going to be available, which could limit some people going to nationals. But then again, I think it does make nationals a tighter and probably more balanced tournament and obviously means there's a level of equity with the women's and the mixed divisions which hasn't previously existed so that will be interesting as well and then the thing to talk about which uh, was very interesting which I've read through a few times is the 2023 and beyond structure the existence of the league the possibility of having Euros qualification much much earlier in the season which would also eliminate the 
reason for Irish teams to come over to UK nationals, which means UK nationals would be a standalone tournament and Euros qualifications with the Irish teams would happen earlier in the year. That is a structure that has happened in Europe a number of times, as for a long, long time now. They've had their individual national championships and they've had European qualification tournaments with a number of countries happening at different times. So this is not the first time we've seen this anywhere in Europe. It would obviously be the first time we've seen this in the UK. So that is very interesting. There's obviously some people who think that uh, is maybe a little early and maybe a little difficult in terms of building your teams for your seasons. I know certainly as a mixed player and someone who's run mixed teams for a long time, we've had to start in December and January to get ready for March because that's when our season starts. Whereas open women's teams in the past have been able to leave it until February or even March because their season doesn't start until June. If now we're having these qualifiers in something like April, that means that mixed is going to be joined by the open and women's in starting much earlier in the year. So that's something certainly that's, that I find interesting and I'd like to get some views on. If you have any views on it, certainly drop me a line, send me a message on Instagram or on Facebook or Twitter, whatever whatever way you want to get in touch, drop me a line. I'm, I'm interested to hear any views on it. But that, at the moment, is all we have to talk about. That's all the news that was that was running through my head. Uh, we've got some th- stuff coming up. Obviously, best play. There's a few things I need to finish off from the awards. I need to talk to some of the Community Spirit Award winners. There's also, obviously, previews for what we have coming up this season. So, speaking to teams about what they're doing looking at teams who are going to Worlds and how they might be doing there and how they look there, and just kind of previewing everything that we can expect to see both on a national and European level and then on a world level as well because we've got World Games, we've got World Clubs, we've got World Masters, we've got European Clubs, a lot of stuff going on. We've got Juniors, World Juniors is happening, that's moved. Another piece of news that I kind of forgot about that was supposed to be in the Dominican Republic, which again, much like LA, is a long, long way away and I understand that there was not a huge amount of interest in going to the Dominican Republic. That's now been moved to Rotslav in Poland, uh, which is the same place where Masters Euros will be happening, Masters Club Euros, which I think is the first time that tournament is happening, but that's also happening in Rotslav. So there's an awful lot going on all over the world um, for Frisbee this year. And we will be trying to cover as well as we can all the UK and Irish stuff going on all year. So. That's it for now, that's it for today, but I will see many of you on Monday on the stream. I hope to see you tuning in to see which 32 players were chosen, and I'm sure many of you will be engaging in the voting process, Uh, but while I work on all that stuff and get everything else prepared for the upcoming season, that's all for now. Thanks for joining me, and I'll speak to you soon.